boys of NASCAR are in Las Vegas this weekend. Uh, fantastic race. One of my favorite races out there. And, of course, Chief from Talking Racing joins us every week to preview their weekend. That is in NASCAR. Chief, how you doing, man? Doing good. I'm on the road here on the 101, and I just saw one of those, like, police officer Dodge Chargers pull over a Fiat. Look, if you're driving a police Charger, pull over something a little more beefier than a Fiat, for Christ's sake, right? Did he, um, yeah, did he uh, turn off the engine to catch the Fiat, or what? I, I don't know. It's one of those, like, unmarked Chargers, and he's just like, I have a floor with this Fiat. Like, really? Come on, this guy just, like, blew past in a Camaro. I mean, he probably can't catch the Camaro, but still, he at least could have tried. <laughs> Any other complaints you got today on the 101? Uh, no, well, I want to go back to Tuesday because I did have some complaints of you guys moaning and groaning about this baseball pitch clock. It's the best thing ever. Well, okay. I actually was going to bring this up to you today, so let's do this before we get NASCAR here. What's so great yeah, about it? Hey, man, it cuts the time down. It keeps these, like, you can't think of it from our point of view, all right? Like, our point of view, I could go to a baseball game, I could be there for five hours and not have a care in the world, right? But in today's world and trying to get that youth and get that audience, you got to think, like, all right, what's going to help the game grow? I, oh, everyone keeps taking shorter games. All right, cool, here's shorter games. I have never seen anybody, <laughs> to run your business the way you go, okay, we have all these people that watch us. We have all this success with everybody that enjoys us. We need to get those other people. I've never seen a business be successful that's been, let's do stuff to get the people that aren't watching and let's piss off the people that are watching. It's the stupidest backward way to do, to do any type of business. And that's my point on the deal. Let's make everybody are upset on this side. Baseball now. Baseball. Well, both if you want. Right? But like, um, look, I mean, the pitch, I mean, the, the clock, I'm okay with the clock if it speeds it up on that side. My problem is, is if the pitcher doesn't finish doing his warm up tosses, they have to stop for a minute, they have to announce it, he has to make the call, and then everybody's got to reset again. If the, if the batter doesn't get into the box in eight seconds, they have to stop, they have to give him the strike, and then they have to reset again. It would be faster. If you allowed them to pitch. I mean, yeah, that's annoying, but I think those are going to be, like, as the season goes on, that's not going to happen a whole lot. Outside of Manny Machado, who already said, look, I'm going to be starting on one a lot. A, a I, cu- got, I got my routine. A couple of them said that. And here's my <laughs> other part. Now, this is spring training. Spring training games are faster than regular season games. Anyway, but it's 22 minutes shorter is all they're saving. You mean to tell me? That a 14-year-old kid sitting at home going, well, I don't want to watch baseball. It's boring. It's three hours long. That's boring. Oh, crap. You mean you mean it'll be 22 minutes shorter? Let me join in and watch this. Get out well, of here with I that think, garbage. Get out of here for, with that. I think for that, I mean, <laughs> most kids aren't watching baseball at home on TV. It's for those kids that want to go to the game. And, you know, you got to have the parents take them. I mean, you know, look. D-backs, they play in downtown Phoenix. It's not the easiest place to get out of, depending on which way you go, right? So, I mean, I think, I mean, they already start at 640, which kind of helps ease some of that. But if you can make it to where, hey, you're out of the park by, what, 830, 810? You're back home by 845, 9 o'clock? That, that's solid. Regular season games are still going to be three hours, three and a half hours long. Where you might see improvement, I think, is in those four and a half, five-hour games that end up happening that don't go to extra innings. You'll see some improvement on that side. 
of it, but you're still going to be there for three and a half, four hours. And look, it doesn't matter if the pitches come fast or not. If there's no action on the field, it doesn't matter how fast the game goes by, people aren't going to watch. Hey, I'll watch all day if I got strikeouts that happen within 20 seconds like we saw yesterday. Yeah, I, I can tell you right now, if there's a one nothing ball game and it's all strikeouts, you're not going to gain new fans, and you're probably going to lose a lot of the fans that are watching because that's boring for most people. I hey, enjoy it's it. It's a pitcher's duel. You just got to tell them pitcher's duel. Oh, Let's yeah. sit back and watch Masterpiece, all right? <laughs> all right. Let's get to why you're on, because I know you're a big baseball fan, so I've been, uh, you know, we've been talking about that side of it. But, of course, NASCAR is why we bring you on here for this segment. Uh, last, We got some clarification on Auto Club this week. Uh, where, uh, you know, I said last week NASCAR sold all that land. They kept, I read 89, I'm reading now 90 acres are going to stay with NASCAR, which is where they'll build the short track. Uh, but they are, they did say that in the property sale, 106 acres are to be available for parking. So they did, in fact, make a deal for parking with whoever's buying that land for $600 million. Uh, does that, uh, you know, put your concerns to the side here on that Southern California market, Chief? Uh, no, because that's uh, coming all from, like, you know, these proposals and sources and all that stuff. As soon as the GM of the Speedway, and he's come out and said, well, we'll have information soon. As soon as he comes out and says, hey, here's what's happened, and we got a shovel on the ground, then my mind will be at ease of racing in Southern California. The, uh, you know, the, for this weekend's race, you know, it's the third race of the season. I call it the second race of the season because I discount Daytona uh, with the type of race that it is there. But Las Vegas, fast, mile-and-a-half track. It's going to be windy. It's going to be sunny. The track, the racing conditions are probably going to be perfect uh, in terms of uh, getting out there on the uh, track. What are you looking to see this weekend? What are you looking for this weekend out there uh, in Vegas? Uh, I mean, me and the boys are talking about maybe hitting up a couple of these joints. Uh, I don't know if you – I mean, no, yeah, in Vegas on the racetrack, yeah. Uh, I left no, it open I, I like for a reason. I think uh, this race, I mean, it always produces great side-by-side action. It's going to be hot. It's going to be slick. These cars are going to slide around, which is great from a, you know, race fan point of view. And even the racers enjoy that, uh, you know, the guys who like a little bit of a difficulty in uh, driving the race cars. So, I mean, I think for me, you know, overall, just kind of seeing – who continues what they did at Fontana? Uh, you know, I kind of went back through the numbers last year and was like, all right, do any of these guys have a chance? I mean, there was about, a, about three guys last year who finished in the top ten in both Vegas races. One being Tyler Reddick, who was in the eight car last year. Yep. Kyle Busch finished top three in both races. And Ross Chastain finished top three in both races. So if I'm looking at a top three bet, I don't know what their numbers are, but give me Ross and Kyle Busch on those two. Um, just kind of see if they can keep that momentum from last week. And also seeing these guys can rebound. I mean, we talked about Bubba Wallace a lot on this show. I mean, Bubba last year, go back to the fall race in Vegas, won the first stage after starting like 13th or 14th. And he just drove up there and won the first stage by about five seconds. Yeah, Like he had a car to beat. And then, you know, bad pit stop, put him back behind the eight ball a little bit and end up uh, letting his heart or – head get the best of him and that contact with Kyle Larson down the front straightaway you know Larson's one of those drivers who last week tough break but like I said he ended up running 22 of the fastest laps of that race and he was down 17 laps so he's a guy who was won here in the past in Las Vegas he finished second last year in the spring race had a good car before him and Bubba made contact in the fall so just want to see if those guys can rebound also see if uh, some of these guys can uh, take advantage of what they had last week 
Well, it, it's going to be interesting because, you know, don't forget about, um, you know, Chase Elliott. You know, he started 33rd last week, got up to second. And I, I firmly believe he would have actually won that if he would have got another five or six laps. Before, you know, he just ran out of laps there. Uh, but those guys, I mean, those are the powerhouse guys. Is there any chance, you know, look, Bubba Wallace has a shot in this race. He has a fast car. It's going to come down to him like it always does. And, you know, I, that's my problem with him is he can't get over that hump. Uh, but is there anybody besides the guys we've mentioned that you can look at? I mean, you know, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. has a fast car, uh, at least to begin this season here. Uh, you know, but then you got Keselowski, you know, uh, Byron, who hasn't won a race in a year and a half, but uh, is always fast out there. Any chance for those guys to to sneak out a victory this weekend? Hey, you know, William Byron's one that interests me. I mean, you go back to last year's race here where Alex Bowman won, and a lot of guys say, oh, you know, he just backed into the win. I mean, you go back to I mean, Kyle Busch had the field covered last uh, spring. I think yeah. you're at the race. Yeah, he, yeah, he actually he was going to win it, and then that yellow came, and uh, he lost it. Yeah, yeah, you know, that, that late <laughs> yellow screwed him, Alex Bowman. <laughs> Got his like lone win of the year. Uh, William Byron, uh, you know, pretty decent run last week until just started having some issues with the car, lost some power or something like that. And then he made it worse by speeding on pit road to yeah. come down and get tires, and made that worse by speeding on his penalty uh, lap. So I think when I look at those drivers, it's like yeah, you know, they have the potential, but you know, a lot like you say with Bubba Wallace, like these guys just need to everything has to go perfect for them. And you know, look at Bubba's teammate too, Tyler Reddick. We expected. Great things from Tyler Reddick in this 2311 car. And so, anyway. first crash, I think, at Daytona, was involved in a crash last weekend, and Fontana, that yep. I thought was going to be able to drive home through, uh, you know, involved that big stack up on lap 86 and that restart. And I was like, oh, this car's not that bad. He'll be able to drive. He gets out of the grass, and lo and behold, he can't go. And it's like, man, like, that's a bummer. Like, he needs to, like, see if he can turn it around. Like, is it because. He doesn't have his, uh, you know, old crew chief that he had so much success with. Is it just him trying to get to know this new team? I think Tyler Reddick, looking at it right now, it could be a long season for that kid. Well, that's what's interesting is, uh, like, you bring up the drivers. People always say it's the cars, right? The Oh, the cars are what get there. And, and I know, just being inside of there, that I look at the drivers because, you know, uh, that's one reason why I'm so hard on Kyle Busch is if it's not perfect for him, he's complaining, he's whining, he's making excuses in there. Guys like Ross Chastain, his left side of the car can fall off. He'll be like, I got it, guys. I got it. Let's see what we can do, you know? And he, he's trying to maneuver. Same thing with Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott out there. Like, the cars will have problems, uh, but they're just like, all right, this is what we're dealt with. Let's go through it. Doesn't mean they don't complain. But they they can they can figure out how to rate and that maybe for Larson it comes from that dirt side right, uh, but a lot of these younger drivers especially like you said Reddick he I think he's in for a tough year too because that team does not set up cars perfectly you're usually adjusting them halfway through it uh, that whole team is still third year of it they're still learning the process they aren't crisp yet and they don't know and that's Bubba Wallace's problem they don't know how to win when things aren't perfect in their booth there and, and that's that's a big problem on the circuit i think right now Ryan Blaney on the other hand you know just just can't get it done at the end now he's usually has the fast car he just can't get it done at the uh, end of the race there but same thing with Christopher Bell he's had a terrible start to this season you know for the for his standards making the playoffs last year is there going to be a turnaround with these uh, Joe Gibbs teams out there or are we going to see uh you know Joe Gibbs continue to be just kind of like a mediocre team that'll get wins 
but they're not going to dominate like they had in the past. Yeah, that's another thing, too. You brought up, you know, three other guys right there who, like you said, like, wow, like, two races in, like, this is not the season they wanted to be having. Ryan Blaney, fast last weekend. Of course, a lot of guys caught up in that lap 86 crash. So is Christopher Bell. So it's like, okay, maybe it's just bad luck. Get the bad luck out of your way. And plus, this week, when you look at what we get this week for the first time ever, because last time I looked at the weather, I think it's going to be sunny tomorrow, we get practice. Yes. qualifying, and I think that's going to be huge, uh, especially for the guys like Tyler Reddick, um, guys like uh, you know some of these other guys who are newer in cars, like a Noah Graxon, Ty Gibbs finally gets a practice session. Uh, those are guys who came up from the Xfinity Series or running for the Rookie of the Year this year. That's going to be huge for those drivers. Um, you know, maybe not so much for Kevin Harvick or Martin Truex, but just those drivers who need some data, something to fall back on. I mean, even Chase Elliott, who yeah, last week ran up through the field great but now they got to figure out all right what can we do because a lot of times with chase elliott i mean we i was at this race last year in vegas and chase elliott was not even on the map in terms of where he should have been especially as a playoff driver not to mention a driver who ended up making the final four last year like he was so far out of the ballpark last year for this race in vegas so this race uh, i think for those guys gonna be a big shot in the arm getting that 15, 20-minute practice session in tomorrow. Well, that's what the my my in, most interesting thing out of the weekend that I'm looking most forward to is Kyle Busch dominates on the racetrack, especially back when they practiced. COVID kind of went away, and what did he do? He started to struggle because they weren't able to dial the truck in because they couldn't practice. They couldn't do qualifying, remember? They just kind of just showed up and went racing during that mm-hmm. year and afterwards. And so Kyle Busch is going to go out there, be able to die. Now it's a new team than the Joe Gibbs team. But Kyle Busch lost a lot of steam, I thought, when they, they couldn't get those practices in. So it'll be interesting to see some of these veterans that do get practice in, they're able to get those cars dialed in, how they start this race a little bit uh, different going into it. And does that help or hurt Ross Chastain? Because he kind of came up in the era of not a lot of practicing, right? You just show up and race. And so does that hurt a guy like him? Do they start to think too much? And that's actually what I'm looking most forward to going into this race this weekend and, and just seeing which one of these veteran guys uh, practice does help them going forward. Well, I don't think it hurts anybody because this is the same schedule they had last year. I mean, the only there, there really is no difference in this schedule this year, the, the schedule last year outside of next week in Phoenix with the rule package change. We'll talk about next week. They actually get a 50-minute practice. So, I mean, it's yeah. going to be a 20-minute split practice like it has been. Uh, but I feel like for those drivers who have just been struggling this year, like a Blaney, like a Bell, uh, Larson, um, it's a Tyler Reddick, it's going to be huge for those guys to, all right, cool, let's get practice. Let's start the weekend off either on a good note, you know, let's start off strong on a good note going into qualifying. Or if you are bad, you're like, all right, well, we know where we're bad at, so we can work on it now and don't worry about working on it in the middle of the race and having to catch up for 300 miles and using those last 100 miles when we finally have a good car. Like, I mean, Chase Briscoe last year, he kind of did that where his, you know, especially this Vegas race in the fall, Chase Briscoe came back with a top five finish, but he was trying to chase that car for so long. And, I mean, he probably had a car that could have won at the end, just ran out of laps. So I feel like, you know, something that practice does, and for today's drivers, it gets you not starting behind the eight ball. It actually gets you more towards where you feel like you should be going into the weekend. If I told you going into this season, is this the last one for me? If I told you going into this season, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. would be the you know the number one car in terms of the uh, you know the playoff standings with seventy three points, which isn't the biggest points, 
but because he's won the race there. And I told you Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was going to be the uh, number one driver in that point spot. Uh, what would you have called me? Uh, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we have the on air. You would have said way worse than that. Yes. Drunk. Hi. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, that's one thing I do like about this car. I mean, uh, you know, who's going to get the win? I don't, you know, well, it's time to tell if we're going to see repeat winners, you know, like we didn't see last year for the most part uh, there. But, I mean, um, you know, that's that's what I think this sport needs is to, you know, get up there and have these guys. And I'm just interested in seeing, am I expecting too much for, I'm looking for the next Ross Chastain. And, you know, what I mean by that is the guy to come out of nowhere. You know, he made the playoffs last year, made the final four. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, you know, I'm looking for that guy out there. Am I looking for too much or is this just going to settle down like it always does in NASCAR? You're looking for too much too soon. All right. The, the next Ross is out there, but he's not going to come a week or a year after the first Ross came. Well, he right? should. That's what, that's what makes it exciting, man. Yeah, yeah, but that's not how it works. It doesn't work like that. You, you know, you get it every nine, ten years. Well, you got all these older guys, right? Truex, you know, Harvick, guys that are getting ready to retire. Uh, you know, guys that uh, don't know what their futures are, and they've been in this sport Brian for a long time. Might be, Brian Priest might become that guy, but we'll see. I mean, Stuart Haas Racing, I, you know who practice is really going to help? It could help out that whole organization this week, because that organization has been so far yeah. out of the ballpark. Yeah, they've been bad. They, they've missed their setup completely, right? And, and to Izzy's point, Izzy, you were talking earlier about the Suns in the last segment. Oh, what's going to happen if June and the Suns aren't in the finals? Well, guess what, Izzy? Opinions are going to change because that's what happens, all right? And that's what <laughs> I about football NASCAR is Kyle Busch won the race last week. First thing everybody said, well, he's going to win seven races this year. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. we, we go to Kyle, you know, get on the right foot with Richard Childress. Oh, he won the second race out of the, right out of the gate. Well, he's going to win seven races this year and probably win the championship. It's like, geez, guys, like, let's just let it simmer. But that's what makes sports great is our yeah. opinions change all the time. And nobody's going to go back to February and review the tape. So so in saying that, so you're, you're a Mavericks fan, like, what's they're yeah. going up to, they're pretty much going up against Dallas coming up soon. What, what Who do you got in this? What's what's your take on this? Hey, man, Kyrie and Luca just put up 40 points apiece last night. Yeah. So Yeah, they're two and four since they teamed up. Yeah, they're they're rocking and rolling. They're they're getting ready. They're starting to fire off on all cylinders. I feel like. <laughs> but, but where's the so you still got the Suns over the Mavericks, regardless? No, I got the Mavs over the Suns. I mean, I'm still a fan, but I mean, I do I do feel like the Suns are are probably going to be in the finals. <laughs> He's still okay. Yeah, you're always going to say your favorite team. You know, oh, I think the Mavericks can beat the Suns, even if you don't believe it. Just like you, you know, and the Bulls. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a struggle today. It's a struggle Look, today. Yeah. But all you. Do is just put your money down the Suns to win. I know they're already five point or five point favorites on the road. Just put your money down the Suns. That way, if the Bulls win, hey, cool, my team won. And if the Suns win, hey, cool, I won money. Oh no, I'm definitely doing that. I'm just not putting money on the Suns to win and go all the way. Okay. Hey, uh, Chief, uh, last one, and we got to run really quick here, but it's just rumors right now, but, of course, Bush Beer needs a new sponsorship, or they need a new team, right, um, with uh, Harvick retiring at the end of the year. Uh, now, the rumor is Ross Ch- Chastain is the favorite to get that sponsorship. You're a big Bush Beer fan. Are you going to be excited about that because it goes to a driver that you like? You know what's funny about this whole Bush Beer thing? This is probably the first time we've seen it in this era where a big sponsor has been like, hey, 
We need a new driver. Yeah. Who wants me? Yeah, because they usually stay yeah. with the team or or something no, to that effect. Yeah. Usually stay with the team or you know a big sponsor. Like you know, last year we heard, hey, M and M's is leaving Kyle Busch. All right, well, M and M's was gone. This year it's like, well, Bush Beer or Kevin Harvick is leaving. So Bush Beer, do they stay with that guy or do they look for somebody else? And then word comes out, hey, Ross is the guy to land it. Well, now you got all these drivers who are like mentioning how much they love Bush Beer. I mean, Kyle <laughs> Bush said, hey. Sorry, I'm a name, guys. Let's go. Yeah. This is made in heaven. Jeffrey Earnhardt, he's drinking bush beer, holding the catfish because he likes to go noodling. I mean, this guy lives the style, right? I mean, it's great. Like, drivers are now fighting for bush beer, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah, they're getting free publicity out of that side, right? So, all right. So, have a good weekend uh, up in Vegas. Uh, maybe we'll run into you up there. Uh, and then, uh, of course, we'll have you back next week for the recap of the race. And then, of course, leading into Phoenix next weekend. Appreciate it, Chief. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Jess. All right. See you, man. Of course, Chief Talking Racing. Look him up on all the social medias.